Hey, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? Doing terrific, Todd. And, I, and you I sound... Like it's a fresh, fresh new day here, Todd. <laughs> and you sound much, much, much better. I don't know what you did. <laughs> well, I have a whole new computer set up here, too. I'm not even on a surface anymore, so... Well, yeah. it that shouldn't affect your audio flow, but you sound better <laughs> i don't know something is definitely improved yeah yeah be, but you know one thing um that we've learned is it is a pain in the butt <laughs> to do clubhouse correctly and not causing chaos on the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah, so we kind of backed off on that for this week so if you're listening to this <laughs> as a podcast just know that the clubhouse is not connected at this point and we're just kind of reevaluating. <laughs> it felt like we were kind of getting away from a little bit of the core of what is why Todd and I do this show every week. I mean, to some degree, it's great to have outside voices and have questions and stuff, but it, it does get in the way of just you and I, Todd. Yeah. Talking. And you know, the last show was an absolute wreck. I had bandwidth issues <laughs> and matter of fact, there's a new router coming. I, I this I'm, Determine at least I think that my less than one year old Netgear router is yeah. the issue. It's it's been dropping out. It slows down. I reset it. It locks up. So there's a new router coming today. Where we are up and running just fine, which is a miracle. Um, but I had a long discussion with the cable company, and they did find some provisioning issues again with my modem. So. Huh. Hopefully, uh, we won't drop speed. And then, what I'm ultimately going to do here, Rob, is something. Lit I'm going to experiment um, connectivity-wise. Currently, and I guess you guys don't care about this. Tricaster's uh, plugged into a, a professional switch. It's one gig. It's managed. It's you know, it's really a whopper of a of a switch. And then that switch is connected into the router. Uh, all kinds of speed tests, I think 500 speed tests later, there is definitely some loss from the TriCaster to this, to the, to the modem. So I, the new modem has, or the new router has eight ports. So I'm going to run a direct line from the TriCaster to the, oh. so then I can set quality service on that port and make sure the TriCaster always has the highest priority on that port, which I, I don't know if it's going to help or not, but it's, we definitely had, and of course, the screen was going down, going up. I was completely. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I didn't publish the last episode. <laughs> it, oh, you didn't? No, the, <laughs> no. Period at all? You didn't publish the episode? No, I didn't publish it all. So, oh, um, okay. I, I, th I right. think we will leave that one to the archive. <laughs> <laughs> well, without an archive might be the thing. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yes, we're here. And, you know, here's something we can do. And it just is a, and as of a side is we can do clubhouse, but not have people come up. We can just talk to them. And right. I know that doesn't fit well in the clubhouse model, but if we want to use clubhouse and, you know, and slowly reintegrate it, we should have it as a situation where we talk to everybody and they don't talk to us. Yeah. Or, or maybe we schedule. Yeah. Schedule something. Right. And the, through the, it. 
because you were having to ride the levels. And I actually think you were riding the USB levels the other day, not the phone levels. So on the uh, on your roadcaster, because I got some comments that when you were turning the clubhouse down, that my, my volume was going down from not in clubhouse, but so yeah. maybe what right. we what we should do then is you know maybe you weren't on the right rider. Well, at that I think time. it was uh, maybe the output volume of the uh, phone, right? Uh, maybe. So maybe. Yeah. So any just been as simple as that. So anyway, doing Clubhouse well <laughs> and trying to do everything else well. It's complicated. Yeah. And I, I was really, Wednesday, I, was, I, I left the show saying, <laughs> frankly, I said, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, then I sent you that tweet. Uh, we're not going to do Clubhouse on Saturday. And what was my response? Yeah, yeah it was agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll play around with it, but. You know, it's 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 a you know it's an experiment. I think the experiment went sideways. We heard from all of you a little bit, complaining a little. So here we are, and uh, <laughs> well, it, and the the whole whole debate rages continuously. I see it in LinkedIn and other places about uh, whether or not Clubhouse is going to you know survive or whether or not. They're going to be the dominant players <laughs> well, to the future uh, in this social audio space, you know, with Discord yeah. and, and all these other ones that are jumping into the fray now and playing around with, uh, you know, the the uh, fireside chat thing that's that's coming up too, which I haven't been tremendously impressed with. Oh, good. Uh, what good. I've seen I, so far. I'm glad. <laughs> right. So, Don't and I wouldn't give them feedback either. Well, I'm not thinking that it's. You know, I think that the idea is fine. It's just the just the fact that people are calling in from their cell phones makes it go go a little bit sideways. And, uh, I think is what it comes down to. Well, and what it really is is we saw this wide variety of audio quality, and if you can have a guest that's got at least some semblance of good background, maybe right. maybe on their. Um, Earbuds versus speaking into the speaker, uh, you know, I think all that is super, super critical because, uh, to be honest with you, it's some of those audio conversations were horrible, right? You yeah. know, and, and I think that we're trying to set you know a, a, a quality bar that's yeah that's pretty high here, <laughs> and, I mean, and we and I mean, we blew we it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we definitely invested in the equipment right. that's needed to right. to do a high quality audio program. So you know, it's it can be it feels disappointing to. I know I've been going through that the last few weeks, uh, feeling disappointed because I I thought I was upgrading everything. Well, I you know to, whatever right. you're doing today. See, I think what it did is is anytime you get a new piece of gear and you are actually integrating between. You it takes a while to figure it out, and well, there are so many settings, especially. Well, I think it's safe to say in any computer that there there's volume settings that are in the operating system, and then there's right. there's these you know you know I I got a new Roadcaster, and there's tons of settings in that. Yeah, I mean a lot more than what it appears on the surface. 
Um, so I think a lot of people get these roadcasters and they just turn them on and start using them without really doing a bunch of heavy testing. But, but most people are not integrating Skype. And so, you know, here's the well, balance. Especially these days. <laughs> you know, here's the here's the balance of what I have found on any system. And this is a good discussion is you always get the mixer where you want it. That's that's first. You get well, you the should, right? you, you, know, you right. should set your levels for each channel, get the mixer where it is, then you plug it in to whatever source you're going to be going to. Let's say it's Skype. So then you connect the USB cable. Then once that's done, then yeah. you don't touch the roadcaster, you touch Skype or Zoom. And then you adjust the microphone input output levels there. And that's what I do here is, you know, I've, I don't touch the mixer very much. Um, and I mostly adjust right on Skype, set the levels in Skype where it needs to be. And that has usually proven to be a good strategy. And I think the same thing, and maybe again, too, if you also think about it, you're connecting via USB to the computer. So there's really no audio connection. So you're really cog you're really dependent on that computer and its drivers to have the ability to change the levels. And you're on a in, in a Windows machine, every computer is different on how it interfaces with a USB audio device. So you just have to make sure that the audio levels in and out on that particular you know, and, and that makes you go, you got to get into the profile. You got to get into audio settings and play around there. On a Mac, same thing. You got to get into audio settings and you got to, you got to set the slider. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Like on this, this new Dell desktop that I had, I went in, I looked at it and it looked like that the roadcaster was trying to connect to two different audio drivers on the computer. Um, so I had to disconnect that plus my, my uh, camcorder that I'm using for the video here, right? It was inputting audio into the system that, too. Well, that's so, right. It's an audio, so you have to pick the right audio channel. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah. So I had to go in and disable some drivers, oh. uh, just so it was very focused on one driver coming from the roadcaster. Yeah. So it would not into audio. the system. Right. So it wouldn't pick the the webcam. Right. Yeah. So this is you know this is all things that. You know, I I hate literally touching anything <laughs> because, yeah. and you know, when I first started podcasting, my kids were little, and oh, I set the mixer up, had it beside the table, all nice and good. But well, a little four year old or five year old come over there and look at those knobs, and and the next thing I know, they were, you know, they were completely yeah. adjusted. So I took a picture yeah. of the mixer when it was set up to know where it was and it, that kind of worked and then ultimately what i did is i uh put a piece of cardboard over it and taped you know basically made a lid so that you know they would have to work really really hard to get to those knobs and buttons and stuff to, to change them um if you have a mixer and you've got kids that are messing with that stuff there's companies out there now that sell covers for mixers and covers right. for the roadcaster or make a cover. Well, you uh, just get a, get a cloth or something well, over it, but you know, I that have, may not be good enough, right? Here in this, can still walk on it. And I don't know why this thing's kind of stiff because it's been folded, but for right. 
you know, this is even here in this studio where no one is messing around with anything. Um, I use that purely as dust covers too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, because the roadcaster, if if you've got a dusty environment, then that dust is working its way down into those those sliders, and at some point, they're going to start crinkling, is what I like to call the word. So right. you you got to keep you got to keep it clean, and uh, and and you got to be you know when you clean it though, then you're you're messing with the sliders, so it, that becomes a bit of a problem, but. Yeah, and if you don't, one of the things you can do with all your audio gear is get like a little can of compressed air. Yeah, and then just kind of blow them out. Yep. You know that's which I've done that plenty of times. I mean, actually, you should probably do that with your computers too. True, true. <laughs> yeah, and but but you know, this yeah. laptop now primarily stays here because I've got a computer. I took one of the old Mac Minis right. to the house. Um, I put a, I just put the lid down when I'm done with it, just to make sure that. You know, it's not collecting dust. So I, I think that uh, all these things, as people start to do more videos, start to more integration with more platforms, uh, test, yeah. test, test, test. And you and I didn't test a lot. We, you just kind of set up and we went, and that was probably a bad idea. But then, yes, you know, Wednesday was a perfect storm. My internet was sucky, and uh, Skype seemed to be good. But, boy, the stream would just was just falling over. It, I mean, it, it stay online for sixty seconds and and die. So, knock on wood, we're we're uh, we're good here. Mike says, I take a picture of my mixer and ham radio gear to see where the knobs are supposed to be. Right, no, and that's he, a good idea too. And he says, Broadcaster has multi-channel or stereo, which is two drivers. So, right. he said, Broadcaster out of the box is better than most other setups. What other pl- what what you plug into. You have to mess with Skype, Zoom, whatever. So, uh, and again, someone's saying, Rob, you're sounding quiet on my side, but you've made adjustments. I can probably now turn you up because you sound good to me here. So don't change anything on your side. Okay. I'm about maxed out as high as I can go on my side. So don't change anything on your side, and I can change you up on my side now because you sound good. So... Anyway, there's there's a lot going on. I'm horrible today. I've said anyway about 80 times. Um, there should be well, like plus a... I'm also, I'm also aug- augmenting my audio with a shotgun mic, too, that's right right in front of me. Oh, that's interesting. So, so are you running two channels? Yeah. Well, I'm, I've got my, my SM7B as my primary, and then I just am augmenting my audio with a little shotgun mic. So you can kind of see it if I slide it over a little bit it come comes into the camera view but um but yeah just i was playing around with it and it, and the audio sounded a little bit better if i had a little bit of the shotgun mic coming in because it this um this sm7b is so bassy it's so low low frequency but the shotgun mic has higher frequencies so it picks up the higher frequencies of my voice and adds it to the audio stream so that's that was my thinking. It's it's like half of the volume that the SM7B is. So it's just adding to it. And if I go off the SM7B a little bit, the shotgun mic picks picks me up. So the the other thing um, that I I need to do in this room too is sound buffer the the room by getting up more pictures and stuff and more stuff on the walls behind me. Yeah. 
and it will cause less of an echo effect in my shotgun mic. Because what I would love to do is do more with my shotgun mic, because my shotgun mic is only like a foot away from my mouth. Yeah. So you can see it, right? And it does sound better um, with Slide this. Slide it in right there. You yeah. can see it right yeah. there. But I will say um, now, because you were rumbling me before, right? now I, I, I've i got you maxed out here. Now what I would do is go back to the mixer, Turn right. you up three or four dB, and then come back here yes. and readjust. Yes. Yeah, because I'm not hearing the 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 you know that we were getting before. You you know you're a little bit quiet, uh, definitely. But now it's just because I had turned you down, try to uh, get rid of that rumble. Right. So rumble. <laughs> See, no, no, you, you sound perfect today. Absolutely, I mean, really, it it sounds perfect. It's where we where we need to be. So don't change anything. Don't change on, anything on my end. I'm right? Good. Yeah, you leave that yeah. good. You leave that good. Okay. Uh, but so I I had to laugh at the pod news folks on uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah, no, I saw that one too. <laughs> he went he went all in. He, yeah, he did. And if he you certainly didn't, did it, and he included us in there too. Yeah, and if you didn't listen to the podcast, you got to listen to the daily podcast. If you don't, haven't listened to any of uh, Cridlin's, uh daily podcast on his newsletter, that's the one you should. If you want a good laugh, go listen to that one, <laughs> <laughs> because he says some stuff in there that he doesn't say in the newsletter that's even more comical. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good that he has a. A good sense of humor. I like that about Yeah, we, we talked about it, and we've done stuff in the past. And uh, I don't know. We, we didn't do anything this year, per se. And uh, Yeah, I didn't do anything either. <laughs> yeah. and that's, in, some it's, ways it's a, it, it, in some ways, the whole April Fool's thing is a little bit annoying. And, because it's like sometimes people get so good at those April Fool's jokes that you don't know if they're, they're pulling your leg or not. You know, that, that, that's the thing. And I, I do want to mention today, sadly, uh, yeah. and um, this is, yeah, we had a loss in the podcasting space on, uh, on the 31st, David Phillips, uh, uh, one of the co-founders of Podcast Detroit, suddenly passed away. And um, yeah. the Podcast Detroit team, I don't know if they host exclusively with us or if they spread the wealth, but. They've got a hundred or some shows hosted with us, so they're they're in a bit of panic, um, you know, because the production team and passwords and everything. So, um, you know, if you're part of the podcast Detroit family, don't worry. We're we're talking with the with the with the co-founder and uh, and the potential new person that's going to be coming on and doing the production work. But this is this is something that's. I've said for a very, very long time. When when I was in the Navy and I was after nine eleven, uh, right after nine eleven, I I wrote a death doc, and the death doc had passwords, mm-hmm. count numbers, not only a letter to my kids and 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 family members, but it 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 had all that pertinent data. Now it it was password. It was a password. Uh, controlled file, uh, a, a Windows doc, I had, or Microsoft Word doc. At the time, that was the thing, and I had I I mailed a, and I mailed hard copies of that to my mom so that there was a paper copy of it as well in an envelope, not to be opened unless 
something happened, and then there, in that in that envelope was a USB stick with a digital copy of that media with the password put on the the printed doc. Right. Um, you have to, for your family's sake, if it's just this is just a personal thing. You, you got to make sure that if you take care of the bills and the banking and the insurance and you're the one that has maybe a last pass or a password manager on your computer, you know, you need to make that, that login data is the difference between hell and less hell because right. you, you can transition, you know, you, you don't have to worry about is insurance paid is, is, you know, all this digital stuff. So make sure that you are um, preparing your digital life so that if something happens to you, especially if you're in a business, so they're having a little bit of struggle on some of the password stuff. Now we're able to reset passwords and, you know, from the hosting side and, and take care of that for them. But I think there's more. Um, right. And it, uh, web logons, because what happens if your email's locked at the time and you don't know the password to a, a site and you have to do a reset and that reset email goes to your Gmail that you're now dead, that is locked, that no one can get in. You know, right. same thing. I have password. I have my Gmail passwords in LastPass. Right. And I have a document of what that password is. Well, that's probably the key right there is a LastPass account that has all of your logins. Right, in all it. of it. And all you have to do is make sure that whoever gets that document knows the LastPass password. That's right. <laughs> and if you change it to update right. it, you know. Right. And, if, if you know, and LastPass allows you to store a lot of stuff. You can put documents in there. And I'm not saying that's the, the, the service to use because anything can go sideways. But at least have something in mind. So, you know, so I think what we've got here is, um, you know, the co-founder was worked, was basically the sales guy. He was the one that was doing the sales, not, and, and David was the tech side. So, um, they're going to be okay. You know, and of course the heart goes out to the family and his wife and kids and extended friends. But, um, Anyway, yeah, so uh, you know, condolences to uh, to David Phillips, the family, and, of course, the Podcast Detroit family. So. Yeah. Um, let's see here. That's a fate that all of us face at some point in our futures. So, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's I, I've always said there's a road marker ahead. <laughs> And, you know, you might be at the one mile marker and, you know, you, you, you're not going to hit the 99 mile marker until you're 99 years old. But at some point, your marker is going to come due and you're, you're not going past that point. And there's a lot of things that affect one's life. But I, I'm a true kind of believer that, you know, your your uh, your mile marker has already been set. <laughs> you just don't know where it's at, you know, and <laughs> you're not you're not you're not uh, getting by that. So kind of morbid uh, discussion here, but uh, yeah, as humans, until they figure out how to regenerate us or clone us, uh, you know, we're all destined for a for a box or an urn. 
Uh, wow. That's, that's, that's a discussion to bring, bring the show to a high Yes, point. yes, indeed. You know, yeah. we've all suffered family losses. You know, there's oh, yeah. hardly anyone that's probably the show that hasn't suffered a loss, and it's very, very hard. So, But, you know, in a digital age. Especially over this past year, uh, a lot of pers- you know, people have been dying forever. But, yeah. Yeah. I think it's been brought to the fore over the last last year, probably more so. But, but Rob, there's no flu. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> wow. Some, I something, mean, something I mean that my... is true. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I had the flu when I was at, um, pot, um, at Podcast Movement uh, in L.A. back in February, and I haven't been sick since. <laughs> you probably had COVID and you just didn't know it. <laughs> Actually, I went in for my annual physical, and they told me I didn't have any antibodies. So, Oh, that's interesting. I haven't been so able to get have it. I haven't been able to get an antibody test, so it's uh, uh but yeah, here no there. All right. Well, what else? Let's get off the the morbidity <laughs> train. <laughs> train. <laughs> it's, that's a dead end track, right? Oh yeah. man, in, in more ways than <laughs> one. So uh what else has been going on here? And of course, you know, if, if we didn't, we could probably talk a little bit because we didn't publish the last show about your guys's acquisition. So I think we can rehash that. So you guys went out and uh, sure. funded a twenty-five million dollars. You know, I thought you guys were putting like twenty-one million in revenue, and it seems like you guys would have a full bank account. Um, so twenty-five million on the funding of this new uh, buying an ad, an ad serving platform. Yeah, I mean it's it's been an announced uh, direction the company has been pursuing as a advertising monetization strategy. So that's that's what we're doing, you know. And we've also mentioned out there that we're, we're working on a creation strategy as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's all, you know, been talked about over the last year and all of our all of our um, calls and things like that with investors and things. So it's been out there and and that that's what you know, you look at like an ox bus or whatever, and you can kind of see that um, starting to unfold. And so this is just an extension on that. You know, Todd, like you've been, you know, you've been working on the advertising business for a long time in podcasting, yeah. and and so has Lipson. But the thing is, uh, Lipson has just been doing it with a small number of partners in, in the platform for, gosh, probably 15 years now. Right, so right. Um, it's nothing new to the company. It's just this is uh, we're looking for ways to expand it and to get it advertising into the hands of more shows that are interested in advertising. Right. So this this is one pathway that can um, we can pursue that can hopefully um, move us in that direction. Well, so. two acquisitions. So you guys got your hands full. So with we that, do. that integration. They're they're both reasonably small acquisitions from a from a staff perspective uh and they do kind of kind of establish um two new divisions in the company it isn't like we're trying to merge too much of this technology together so uh i think it's a little bit of an easier transition than i think what i went through between um uh spreaker and blog talk radio back in those days where you were really had a lot of team members you were trying to integrate the technology you were trying to integrate a lot um, so I think it's a little easier, so, but it's, it's, 
I think it's needed in the market. You know, I think that the other thing that's really needed in the market is um, marketing support for shows. Um, you know, shows are just hammering us. I'm sure they are you too, Todd. And I know you put together a program to help podcasters yep. with some parts of this question too, but trying to drive people um, to get more listeners, get more audience to, yeah. to, you know, help them produce shows. You know, I, you know, that's kind of where the market is right now. Well, that's, that's the number one thing I hear again and again and again right. and again and again is grow the show. Grow the show. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like a hammer hitting yeah. you on the every, head. Every, every call. Yeah. That's the number one thing. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and, it, and I, I think what it really boils down to too is, Oh, how do I want to say this? There's not a reality check in many of the times when people are um, exploring podcasting. There's not, you know, there's not this, hey, this is going to take a little, this is going to take work, <laughs> you know, unless you're a famous person. Um, so I, I think that even successful YouTubers are expecting immediate success in podcasting. They often don't find it. And I, it's, it's just, you know, I think we all know it's a different medium. It's a personal medium. It's people want to get to know the person. They want to trust them. It's got to create good content as well. But, yeah. but I think some of the big companies out there have really caused some un, uh, you know, unrealistic expectations because they launch with seven shows. They do, you know, just a small series and they get 25 million downloads, but what they don't realize there's 20 other or 30 or 40 other shows that are driving traffic to this thing. They're intermixing it within content with their own network. They're doing promotional clips within the content. So they, you know, they got a full blown marketing strategy that's behind it. They got a PR team. But, you know, I got a PR notice the other day from somebody, and I had to, I had to ask that it was a saying that such and such so is doing this, and they had twenty five million downloads last year, and I'm like, really, who? Wow, who? Yeah, who? And and I, and my response was measured by who? That's what I said to the PR company, and they replied with the company that did the measuring, and I'm like, to myself internally, I'm like. Yeah, okay, I know how they count. So <laughs> they count everything. <laughs> and this wasn't a, a, a this wasn't an LA thing. So let's just Yeah. Oh, but, okay. That's good. But yeah. So you know, I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. 25 million downloads, you know. So was Go was it 25 it. or was it 5? Or was right. it 2.5? Right. You right, know, exactly. so. Um, but it looked like 25, Todd. How, Rob, <laughs> we can say this show had 25 million downloads. <laughs> we know that's not true. No. It definitely dipped probably over the last few weeks. Yeah, too. I think people are irritated with us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that uh, it's, it's a different ball game for big companies. And because 97, I keep raising that number, how you said 95, but now 97% of the podcasting space is independent content creators. Right. You know, those indie shows want to grow. And some shows do see some decent growth. They do good jobs. They get, you know, one, two, three thousand downloads per episode pretty quickly out of the gate within 30 days and they grow. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had someone really, really, really get mad at me 
when and they were they were really like you don't know what you're talking about type of thing when i basically told a podcaster that maybe you should focus on building audience instead of focus on taking advertising when your download numbers are below a thousand per episode i said you really and i just laid it out what they would get with a normal campaign and of course the pylons came from that's almost like sounds like klingons pylons uh, the pylons came, I'm going to use that word, pylons. The pylons came and said, oh, it's, you know, you can get $600 an episode, you know, because of this. And, and I said, responded, I'm like, what type of content is it? Who are you reaching? Is this niche or is this broad? And it was a broad show. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking, if people are having success getting five or $600 per episode, for broad content, then I want those advertisers because they they are they don't care about performance because mm -hmm. they're not getting performance out of that. So, and for how long? And I, and that's another thing I always ask is how long did they advertise at that level? They advertise a month, two episodes, and. Um, so well, that's that's kind of brand advertising, right? Um, well, it wasn't this. I don't know. They didn't say I mean, it's who the it, same kind of ideology, right? Right. It's, right. it's trying to build brand awareness versus trying to build conversion, yeah, right? But, so there's two kinds of advertisers. Yeah, but my thought has always been, I want to keep an advertiser around for a year. I don't want to do a one and done, right? You know, so you know, trying to set some re and, and boy, the, people get pissed when I start talking about realities of you know every, every situation is different every show is different if you get a show that has a benefactor look at no agenda they have people giving a thousand dollars an episode writing checks for a thousand bucks wow you know i wish we had that problem todd i, I wish we did too but they do a two and a half hour about that but they do but do about that okay so what we do is we have to prep for two days, two, oh, we do. two full okay. days. We have okay. to have clips. Okay. There is, there is, there is a lot of, you can do it, but it is, it is not pull up the mic and go. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what we do here. That's what yeah. we do here. But if you want to build a show that has that kind of audience support, you're going to have to put in 20, 25, 30 huh. hours of work to prep for one episode. And you got to bring significant value, significant engagement, have a personality, have a plan. Yeah. You, you can do it. But in the beginning, yeah. guess what you got to oh, do? Oh, here's the problem, Rob. They didn't get to $1,000 donations by overnight. overnight. They didn't? <laughs> no, it didn't start on day one. It grew into it, but they still had to do the 20 or 30 hours of prep. Right. Way in advance of way, getting that. Way in advance of getting that. They had to put in a couple of years of right. work and being poor. And there's and I think there's I really I don't you know I'm sure well, Adam I think and those two are poor. I think that's okay. Okay. I, I'm not gonna say poor. That they <laughs> they are still, but they have they don't have an exit plan. They turn off the mic, they have no revenue. Right. So they're always talking about their exit plan. What is our exit plan? And uh, podcasters have to think about that as well. What if you, if you have a sustainable podcast, then you better and you're get, you're earning money. 
then and let's say you're earning, you know, let's say you're earning uh, $5,000 a month and you have a regular J-O-B, um, then maybe you need to go talk to an investment person and make sure you invest in some of that money so that when your voices and your, well, <laughs> Rob, I, I'm 56. So how long do I go? You know, do I do I podcast another 10 years, 15 years? I don't think there's any reason why you couldn't. Potentially. Right? Potentially, right. yeah. But at I some mean, point, I may want to retire. You know, and so if if or or, or retire from video. Right. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to to audio podcast yeah. for the rest of your life if you want Someone to. said, uh, Sean says, you can't replicate the no agenda formula mechanically. They have something special and it took years to get there. Exactly. Years to get there. That's true. Yeah. Well, and they also have uh, extreme personalities too. That's right. Plays plays into the mix of what they do over there. You know, Adam is a very bombastic, outgoing, kind of crazy, <laughs> crazy kind of audio. You know, you know, he's a craftsman with his voice. Right, right. And then you have, you know, John C. Dvorak, which he is a very unique personality. He's an old um, curmudgeon was what he right, is. Right, right. And, and he's <laughs> he's handcrafted that curmudgeon for many years. And it, so, and it, and it pisses yeah. Adam off, and they, 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 they yell at each other once in a while on the show. And, yeah. you know, so, you know, I almost wanted to yell at you on the last show. You know, it's like, this this this. Clubhouse get, stuff sucks. Just come out, shut it down right now, right? <laughs> I'm tired of this. But I was, I was frustrated because of technical difficulties, not really you. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, 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 yeah, think... I could see you, you know, over there with your hands, you know, exasperated <laughs> with what you were hearing in the in your headphones. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Po- yeah. you, you know, you would think podcasters hanging out in Clubhouse would have. <laughs> Oh, they're at the grocery store. They're, That's I've heard the, people like chopping onions while they're right. doing the show, and you hear this chop, 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 chop. Yeah. So, oh, and then they start crying while they're oh, chopping the onions. You're going to have a variety show. That's the way yeah, to right. do it, right? But, you know, I, I think going back to the growth thing, I think just we need to be – okay, I use this word a lot, grind. Right. In Hawaii, they have grinds. That's when you go grind on some food, right? You go grind. Podcasting, you got to grind. It's it's the frustrations. It's just like the last show. You got to pay your dues. Right. And you know? We paid our dues. You pay your week. dues. And then, you know, last week, I, I just walked away from that episode. I said, forget it. <laughs> I know. I was like saying, I think we're done with this show now. I think I, I, it's taking its course. I just grab, <laughs> grab this media file and put it in the trash can. And not only did we did we have crappy audio, the video recording chopped out halfway through. So right. that it was like, oh my god, what what well, could go? Well, I guess go? when it crashes, it crashes. <laughs> That's all you can say, right? It's get it out of the system. Get it done. Oh get it over with. God. And come back and have a, a clean episode this. This week yeah, or this it, Saturday. And I do have a strategy for us if we decide to go back to Clubhouse. I have I, – I think one person has to be in control of the audio. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when we decide to – if we're going to do this again. Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, growth. Growth is the – and there is no silver bullet to growth. 
and really isn't. And, you know, not all podcasters are going to rise to stratospheric levels. No. Well, there isn't room for everybody to rise to the top and, level. And, and, and I had another, I saw another post, someone asking, what is a hot topic? What, what is hot in podcasting right now? Or what is hot in the world? Because I'm going to do my show about that. And, and I thought, that's really the wrong way to think about it. Uh, why do I do a tech show? Because I'm a, I'm a nerd, I'm a geek. Right. I, I you know, I, and I'm not as techy as I used to be, but I still like to follow the tech space and look what's going on. And it's yeah. it's a passion. Yeah. So right. if you don't have a passion for the topic, if you just pick a topic, oh, you know, spin the you know, go to uh, what's that show where they spin the wheel and it has the. 100 and 200 it's, what is that it's uh oh, wheel of fortune, wheel of fortune so let's whatever. just no. let, so you go to yeah. you, you go to the wheel of fortune wheel and you put business sports comedy uh arts and you, you put those all around thing and then you spin the wheel and and you land on business then then you go over to the second wheel that's got the business right. topics and you spin the wheel and say we're going to be doing finance or business you know and that's right. not the way to pick a topic for a podcast that you're going to pour your heart and soul into Though that's how big companies think of it. But, I mean, the bigger media companies think of that. Well, where's the opportunities, right? I think on an individual podcaster level, it's what your passions are. What do you know about? But they, you know, they think about the show concept and they develop the show concept and then they go find the talent. Right. They find the talent that will fit and be able to do that show. It's, it's, it's not in reverse. They figure, okay, we're going to do this. This is the, this is the, this is the core of this show. Now, who, who right. can we get that's not going to sound like an idiot, that's an actual expert that we can pay to do this podcast? Right. Or who in our current stable of hosts could do a second or third podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a complicated thing. You know, I've been thinking about trying to come up with a, or I've been working on a new podcast myself, you know, because for, you know, as you know, I used to have a, my own show when I was working for Spreaker uh, and I did this show too. So it was really a matter of, you know, is there something that I can contribute uh, again with a, a, a new show? So right. I've been trying to come up with something. So, you know, it, it does you know, and I take it very seriously and, and especially what's happening in the media, in the podcasting market today is that you do have to be kind of thoughtful about what you're doing and where your passions are. And, uh, is there time? What's the production look like? I mean, how do you do it, um, in a way that, uh, is going to be impactful. Right. I don't want to do something and have it not be impactful. So, yeah. um, that, that's the key. I, there was a blog post that Stephen Goldstein put out. I thought was kind of interesting. He kind of takes some broader numbers about that he's seen in the podcasting space. And you know, I know that we've probably seen these, and this isn't tremendously new, but um, he was looking at the podcast, you know, uh, stats about, you know, how many shows are in the Apple podcasts and what's the percentage of shows that only have like one episode in them. Right. That kind of thing. And he was astonished that there's only 20, 26%, 26% of all the shows in Apple Podcasts have only one episode in them. Oh, he was shocked it was that high? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know, exactly. And <laughs> Where have you been, Steve? 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, his conclusion here is it suggests a lot of people have experimented with, pot, with right. podcasting, but um, not move forward. All so, right, here's my test episode. Test, right. test, right. test, test, test. I wonder test. where those episodes are coming from. <laughs> where those podcasts are coming from. This is a this is a test <laughs> of all of our listeners. <laughs> you know, so you know, I, I I'm not buying any boat anchors anytime soon. So uh, you know, <laughs> right? Why? <laughs> really? He he was, and I bet you he would even be more surprised if he went and seen how many shows have five episodes. Yeah, only five. Only five. Right? And I'm it's sure tough. that number right. would grow much. I bet he would be up in the fifty percent range. Right. Well, and 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 how many shows have published a new episode in the last ninety days? Well, according to Daniel, quite a few. But well, but half. but but how many of those were just one episode? You know, so right. you know, I, I had someone complaining to me uh, about the podcast award, saying, "Hey, how come I have to have ten episodes?" And I said, "If you're a documentary series and you're doing a short series, you as long as the entire series is published, you can you can uh, register. But if if you don't have ten episodes, you're probably not even truly a podcaster yet." Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no, you know, we, we want, I could open it up to everyone if I was money hungry. But right. th that's not the purpose. So I, I think that uh, there, it, this is hard. We've said this forever. No, everyone that's listening to the show right now, you guys are all active podcasters. You know how hard it is. This, you're preaching the choir here. Right. Well, he's also saying in here, too, that... Um, the percentage of podcasts listened to on smart speakers rose to four point nine percent. No, no, I know. No. He's saying it where did he get where on, did he get that? He's he's saying that he's pulling it from Omni Studio and Edison. No, uh, I know. I didn't think that that was right either. No way. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's wrong. Rose, it's a, you know he he said in here it rose four point nine percent between 2019 and 2020 is what he's saying here. Yeah, I'm not seeing it in the no, numbers no, either. No, neither. Less than 1%. Right. Yeah, right. So, yeah. And hopefully we'll see that number go up. Um, and I'm not quite sure why he's seeing that number uh, from Omni Studios. Maybe, I don't know if Omni Studios is doing something different with the smart speakers and any of the other hosting platforms. I know Omni Studio works uh, a lot with radio station podcasts. And maybe that that is what we're seeing here, um, is that a lot of the radio stations um, have their content hosted on Omni Studio. And that may be where we're seeing this happen. Because, um, I mean, a lot of the shows on our platforms, Todd, don't, I, I don't think get a lot of listens in the smart speakers. Um, well, we but don't I do push know it. that the that the radio stations get more action and online streaming and things like that through the smart speakers than a lot of podcasts get. Right. So that could be what that connection is. Um, and I said here the percent of Spotify listening on Omni's platform. So this is very focused on Omni. Um, 
is up sharply, up 62% year over year, but a, but a, but a significant disconnect from publish, published articles suggesting that Spotify leads Apple in consumption, which it, it doesn't. Um, but we are showing on Lipson about 13% consumption of podcasts through Spotify. But it looks yeah, like no, Omni's only showing 11%. Well, we're 8 or 9. Right. And I think a lower percentage there plays into the the age demo appeal, I think, of the content yeah. in Spotify. Right. So if they're primarily publishing or mostly publishing um, radio station podcasts, then I can see where that number would be lower than lower but yours is even lower than that yeah. so and right. it and it makes sense cuz if i look at my user personas uh, you know across our board and i you know i know where those percentages break out yeah right. the content is 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 more focused on well again it's nothing new that i've ever said here but it's you know people are focused on building their brand and building a you know, their businesses and, and, uh, consulting and, you know, I would hate, I really don't, shouldn't say this, but more serious content types. Yeah. So it's maybe doesn't fit the genre of a Spotify listener who's maybe looking mm -hmm. for more fun. Yeah. Right. And he also mentions in here that, uh, there, there's been a 68% reduction in listening to news talk formatted radio stations, according to Nielsen ratings, uh, in the age demo 25 to 54, we're down in the uh, AQH, that's the average quarter hour listening in 2020, uh, was down 68%. So the talk format uh, in radio is not doing very well. I would say that the radio formats uh, have stayed pretty consistent um, in their overall listening, and I, and I do uh, know that the radio industry really plays up that. Right? They're they're really playing up the fact that they're reaching. Radio is reaching like over ninety percent of the U.S. population, but when you really break it down, talk radio has got hit pretty hard. Uh, as you can see in this this number, where the music side is holding radio afloat right now that's interesting yeah well in loss with the loss of rush limbaugh and yeah that, that's not helping that's not going to help <laughs> yeah so i helping. i think well you know i think though what it is too um people haven't been in their cars and i think consumption habits have changed quite a bit so uh, i think people are getting back in their cars now i mean i'm seeing at least where I'm at here, it's uh, there's a lot of people out and about these days. Well, the it, traffic it, never the traffic can never really changed in my area because there's no traffic. So, but I think what you're talking about is work commutes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think it's what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I think a lot more people are working from home. But as far as people out in their cars, it's almost like like normal now. Yeah, I mean, I would say. Well, and you know, it's if you look, I think it really is going to pick up in June, July, August because a lot of major companies have really kind of set the bar of when they're right. going to start opening back up. So, if the Microsoft and Amazons and the Apples of the world saying, "Hey, uh, you need to start 
we've got a plan and by September we're going to be back in the office. I was actually shocked to see that um Mike I think it was Microsoft said that you only will be able to work from home 14 days in a year. Um it was either Microsoft or Google. Somebody oh, made as far as going forward, you mean? Yeah, going forward. From this summer forward? Yeah. Yeah. Now you know, subject to, you know, variant 82, um, I think we'll have the potential here for a one, one seven. Oh, okay. Whatever. Variant 89 or 168 <laughs> or whatever number we're on. Okay. So, right, right. um, I, okay, let's not get started the, uh, <laughs> but I think we're going to have a, um, People are paying rent. <laughs> they want those office spaces filled. They want that team collaboration. They, you know, and I think everyone, as much as we like staying home, wants to be face to face again and get a little. I mean, first of all, look at how many. I would, I'd like to see the statistic on how many divorces has happened over COVID because either you hate your spouse or you absolutely. There's probably no. There's probably one of two things, you know. Um, well, Todd, getting a divorce in the middle of a pandemic is probably not something that you're going to want to do. So I think it's going to happen after. It. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, at one time I had thought about buying commercial real estate, you know, because it is pretty hot. And I'm like, man, that is not the business to be in right. Well, you might be able to get some great deals, but you might just get this brick of a building and never ha be able to fill it. <laughs> Right, you're going to get a good deal all right, but you're not going to be able to pay for it. Or, or you pay for it and use it as your own personal storage center or right, something. You right. know, it's, yeah, so. Yeah, no, that's true. But, uh, yeah, so I think what we'll see is, you know, June, July, August, more, a lot more pickup of, of people and as more people vaccinate. You know, vaccinate. But I'm going to be honest with you, I think about 50% of the country is not going to vaccinate. 18 plus is available in my community now. That um, just rolled out like a week ago. So, and, and they didn't expect to be there that quick. So what that tells me is if they open it up to 18 plus, all the old people that were going to get a vaccine have gotten a vaccine. And now they say, okay, let's let everyone else get a vaccine because we got enough vaccine on supply. And, you know, there's a whole, percent huge percentage of people that are not going to get vaccinated again i'm not here to debate the vaccine thing but i'm just saying people are not a lot of people are not going to get vaccinated All right so that's going to make even for more interesting or the booster shot or whatever comes forth well there's a lot of folks that say that if if only half the population gets vaccinated supposedly that the the variants will just keep running around and causing trouble so yeah. i don't i don't think it'll know, be higher than 50 percent I think the big question is whether or not the vaccine really addresses the the threat of the variants. You know? I actually I had someone tell me that they would prefer to get the Chinese vaccine that's really built, built as a true vaccine <laughs> instead of getting like the Moderna one that is an RNA that is actual code, <laughs> you know, so anyway, yeah. it's we, we don't need to get into that too deep, but I, I think there's a lot of people that and when I heard someone say I'd rather take the Chinese vaccine, it's like, Ooh, not me, ever. Well, I kind of wonder if it's going to impact the the podcasting conferences. I mean, is is 
it going to be one of those things that the podcast organizers say that uh, they you know, can't they can't you, legally do that? You can come to the event, uh, but you need to be vaccinated. I, I don't think they legally can do that. You can't ask. That's a HIPAA thing. You can't ask someone if they've been vaccinated. Mm. It's okay. last I checked, we had well, we had laws on asking for. Well, I think that the airlines are doing that. They're saying that you don't have to wear a mask if you if you get a uh, get United States mask or you haven't been vaccinated. Yeah, uh, United States masks are mandatory, so you're, you're wearing a mask whether you're vaccinated or not. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I I think it's a very dangerous precedent to start having a vaccine passport. It's it's all about control at this point. What about personal freedoms? So, anyway, let's let's get off this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> piss, piss half the people off that's listening. Uh, yeah, I suppose there's a danger of that. So uh, go ahead. He has another number in here that says three companies account for 90% of online ad revenue. Google, Facebook, and Amazon. That's true. Which makes, you know, it raises a question of, uh, you know, that's that leaves what, only 10% for advertising in the podcasting side? Is that what that means? Well, I think they control it. Doesn't mean that it's... Or does that mean that... Google, Facebook, and Amazon are going to be the ones that ultimately wind up getting into podcast advertising. Uh, we'll see. It's not a big enough number. It's a rounding error still. A billion yeah. dollars in advertising is a rounding error compared to TV, radio, print, digital yeah. banners. So, you know, we're a rounding. Maybe we're not a rounding error. Maybe we're a percent. You know, I don't yeah, know what the global right. advertising, you know, what is the, let me Google well, this. We're supposed to cross, what, 1 billion this year? So annual uh, global advertising spend. Let me look at that. And it looks like uh, the Dave Ramsey show okay. passed a billion downloads in March. So spending on digital advertising worldwide amounted to $325 billion. So if we're not at a billion. <laughs> I think we're supposed to cross that line. Well, okay. Let's say we're at a billion. We're still 0.3%. Right. 0.33% of global ad spend. Right. So and we're a rounding error. So <laughs> there's lots of room to grow. <laughs> right. But, you know, Google, with their policy now on changing Chrome and cookies, there, a lot of people are saying that the cookie tracking situation where Google is not going to allow certain cookie tracking is directly related and could be antitrust stuff for for advertising. So before this is all over, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, RICO antitrust type of uh, stuff that happens from the Department of Justice, maybe. Um you know, here this last week, uh, this will kind of blow you away. The In Arizona, they were going to vote on a um, – you know how Apple and Google take a percentage of revenue from app sales? They, I think Apple takes 30% as a maximum amount. Well, they were trying to decouple that, and uh, Google, according to this news article I read, went in and hired every – lobbyist in the state of Arizona, every lobbyist, and use them to 
persuade the Arizona legislature to not take up this legislation, and you can just absolutely know what happened. It it basically didn't go anywhere. The lobbyists had their success. So when you have a company with that much power that is trying to protect a huge amount of revenue coming into their coffers, they're not going to go down without a fight. But with that said, uh, I think there's enough there's enough people doing advertising now in the podcasting space that there's no reason why that number shouldn't go up to two, three, four billion. But as you and I both know, you're it's not going to be on ad load in the top three percent of shows. It's going to you're going to have to have a trickle down and and monetize the rest of the stack. The other thirty five percent though on advertising. Mm-hmm. Hey Todd, did you see this uh, this announcement uh, from Audioburst talking about that they're that they're now going to make podcasts available to any app that wants it. Well, that's curious. Um, I'm going to have to go back and read that because they've you know we've worked with Audioburst for a while. Yeah. I know they have a premium oh, product. Yeah. So yeah, how are they going to make – they're going to make podcast snippets available, right. I think, is what they're going to provide. Yeah. That's the impression that yeah. I've gotten here too. And and I think it's this uh, recognition that I think podcast content is going to get integrated into more and more vertical content genre experiences. Um, it's going to write along with text. It's going to write along with video. It's going to – um, right along with radio more why, in why these listening apps. Why wouldn't podcast snippets be included in Apple News Bites? You know, those types of places, you know. Right, right. So I guess if it's done in a way that um, that promotes podcasts, it promotes getting people into the longer versions, um, I think there's probably a place for it, you know. And I think as we move into... I think the next big thing that's coming um, after we've saturated all the music streaming platforms around the world, I know I've said this on the show before, but um, is that we're going to see uh, the genres in podcasting get integrated into genre specific content apps out there. And I think we're starting to see that um, happen more and more. Um, You know, I think we're seeing it around women which isn't really a genre. It's just more of a segmenting of the content, right? Um, apps that are targeted towards a particular set of users that have an interest in or having interest in collaboration. Um, I think that's the next big thing after saturation of the music streaming platforms. Going back to the Audioburst thing, so those of you that don't know. What's well, part of that? Audioburst is designed to be able to intelligently, through what they're calling their AI, find snippets and automatically promote those snippets into the ecosphere. You can also go in, just like you would do on Headliner, you can go into uh, Audioburst, pick your snippets, and use those for for social promotion because you're going to know the segments that are probably going to resonate the most and be able to basically break those, um, those segments out. So... I've always plus, go ahead. Plus, they're also a transcription platform, right? Too. And they're transcription, yeah. Platform. yeah. So, yeah. again, if you have an Audioburst account, you you know you can get you can sign up for one independently. You don't have to be a Blueberry customer to do this. Um, we just automate it for you with the with the sign up uh, if you're hosting right. with us. 
the uh, they, they email you a transcript immediately following every episode. That's one of the, the bonuses of having an audio burst account. But the the real power is not in just the transcript. It's all this other you know, they were they were doing audio snippets long before Headliner was, so they were really first. Right. And a lot of podcasters you, but here's the the thing, Rob. It's work. You got to go in there. You got to find this. You got to find the snippet, the time that you want to share. You got to, you know, you got to go through the right. process. So that's incumbent upon the podcaster to to break some some snippets out to help promote their show on social. Right. So, though I I am curious about this announcement. Though it says um, the Audio Burst announces the launch of its platform for apps, the world's first podcast feed for mobile apps while providing it a, you know, a, um, a stepping stone of sorts to reoccurring revenue for thousands of app developers looking to increase app monetization. It also offers consumers personalized up to, to the minute audio content right. within their favorite apps. Now, the question that I have for this is, who is the content providers for this, and how are they selecting that? And if there's monetization linked up with that, how how is the content creator uh, being taken into account with this? They're not. Well, that's, that's, that's a question mark. So that's part of the thing. You sign up for Audioburst. You're, you're getting distribution and promotion. And they have to monetize to pay for this. Right. You get promotion to build your audience. So okay, I, that's my understanding. But okay. then again, you know, if you're a rock star, maybe they have special yeah. relationships with those folks. But I think for the average podcaster, it's about, you know, being discovered and, and gaining new listeners. And to yeah, me, that's says- a that's a worthwhile trade-off. Right. It also says here, the Audioburst platform for apps capitalizes on the, the monumental shift in consumer behavior uh, away from visual content on screens towards audio content to layer podcasts, talk radio, and more into apps that don't currently deliver audio content. Right. So they're basically right. making this library of content available. Right. From travel it- to navigation apps to casual games, fitness, music, shopping, and more audio content is a perfect accompanying layer right. for apps yep. interested in boosting their user engagement That's and right. retention. Right. Yep. So, so I, I think it's, you know, it, it, then again, so we have to look at that implementation and find out what kind of attribution is being made as well. Mm-hmm. You know, as if a clip is sound, is it is something I said this is from the Geekness Central or New Media Show podcast at newmediashow.com. Do they have that in there? I don't know. So that's you know, it, it's okay to have a a clip, but there has to be some sort of attribution back to the content versus just something someone hears and they have no idea where the heck it came from. So it's a good question. Maybe we'll go back and ask the Audio Burst team that. Yeah, it also says here, Audioburst AI technology, that's the yeah. artificial intelligence technology, listens to, analyzes, and indexes hundreds yeah. of millions of minutes of audio content, including podcast, radio, and more. This customized source of content is segmented to short audio clips yeah. or bursts yeah. that are then aggregated into playlists. Yep. Yeah. So, 
that's where so they're just taking what's been available via audio burst and their partners, which have been largely CarPlay and other uh, venues like that, and making it into a commoditized product that app developers can use to feed feed this institutional demand for information and 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 content. Hey, Douglas Reed in the chat room says, apparently Vegas is playing around with a vaccine passport app. May, might make NAB interesting. Uh, Mike says that Buzzsprout says Spotify downloads beat Apple on Buzzsprout last month. I, I just, I, 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 that to me is mind boggling. That that well, is... it also speaks to the content comp- composition on Buzzsprout as opposed to Lipson, Blueberry, Omni, all these, right? Yeah, I think is what it speaks to. It, it's that that's to me is mind boggling that it could be. That could be more than fifty percent of. That's just I don't I don't. Or more than sixty percent, if it's bigger right, than right. Apple, right? Yeah, Apple for yeah. us has been running forty eight, forty nine, fifty percent. What if uh, what if Spotify is the only place that some of those podcasters are submitting their show to? Potentially. Because let's be frank, a lot of podcasters I I'm running into a lot of podcasters now that oh, I can be on right. Apple. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean I I saw I've seen it in the past too where people people were just rabid about getting yeah. into Spotify. They could care less about anything else. That's right. <laughs> which which does raise the question are many of the shows on Buzzsprout just submitting to Spotify because they want to be in the cool platform, right? I don't know. Okay. Is Spotify where the cool kids hang out? I guess so, Todd. <laughs> that's not where we're hanging out. But that's yeah, we're old. So I guess we're not the cool kids anymore. We're, we're old. <laughs> yeah. So Dan Meisner from uh, Pacific Content, He's up in uh, Toronto, yep. I believe, is where Dan is. Uh, he says, God casts are no longer the biggest category in Apple Podcasts, Todd. Did you know that? Really? Really. So what category yeah. is number one? He says that he's discovered that education, society, culture, and arts are now the top three, with religion and spirituality the, the, the fourth. Oh. I that was it. Now that's... Huh. Now is that see what he's not clear here? Is it is that the a breakdown based on listening, or is it a breakdown on the number of shows? Well, let me load my little pile here, and I believe that if you look at it as a breakdown on listening, the number of downloads, I think that's probably accurate. But if you're talking about the number of shows, well, isn't this interesting? So I have my dashboard, and I can load up the categories. And I show, okay, here's our categories, arts, business. And we don't break it down as deep as Apple Podcast does on our directory at Blueberry. Arts, right. business, comedy, culture, and travel, which is one category, education, entertainment, hobbies, and gaming, general, lifestyle, and LGBTQ, music, religion, sports, and recreation, tech, health, and science, news, and politics, kids, and family, government, History, fiction, and true crime. So right now, uh, culture and travel in our directory is number one. Uh, in, in number of shows? or In downloads? the number of programs, yes. Uh, 
by 12,000 over religion. And religion is number two. Uh, What's number three? I should sort, I should pull this out, put it in a spreadsheet. Um, Education is third. Arts is fourth. So, yeah, that's that's where my top four are. Our religion is number... Okay, so let me go over and say culture and travel, number one. Religion, number two. So so religion has dropped. Then. It has dropped. Um, education, okay. number three. Arts, number four. For us. Right. So, but the, the spread... The spread between arts and the number one category of culture and travel is only 33,000 programs. That's the spread. And once you get past, um, let's see here, arts, then it's like business and comedy or head and head. Uh, who else is over 100,000? And then everything else is below the 100,000 mark. True crime, 2,300. Fiction, 7,500. History, 8,400. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, this breakdown that Dan put out uh, says in 2020, religion and spirituality was the most crowded top-level category followed by society and culture. Huh. Uh, now, spring 2021, education takes the top spot, just barely edging out society and culture. Boy, this is like a like yeah. a play-by-play at a horse race or something. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so the, education is number one now. The difference between, well, for me it's not, but the difference between culture and travel, and maybe how it's labeled here, because I have culture and travel as a combined category, Cult, uh, the, the spread yeah, between society is society in there. Society, uh, culture, and travel is it well, all the same? Well, we call it culture. We don't have anything that says society. So, the split between culture and travel, which is number one in my boat, the education is twenty twenty seven thousand is the split there. But the split between culture and travel and religion is only twelve thousand. So again, I think it, you know, this is, you know, this is very non-scientific because maybe it's, we're not apples and oranges here because again, I'm not running on the new Apple podcast categories in, in, in my, in my system. I have these other top levels, but I, you know, I'm the only person that or the only director that has LGBTQ broke out and we've got about 1600 shows that are lifestyle and LGBTQ. Well, so what I'm talking about here is the Apple podcast. Categories. I know. Yeah. So I, yeah. our, our categories, top level well, we have all the top level Apple categories in our directory. Right. Right. True crime, fiction, history, government, kids and family, news and politics. Yeah. So it says that the least crowded categories include um, several sports categories. Um, volleyball, swimming, oh. and rugby are the three that are the least. And also near the bottom of the list are mathematics and craft. Well, so, I think we those can, aren't surprises. Those yeah, surprises. how how do you teach math on a audio program? You well, need a bat well, that board. 
not exactly the most Woo-hoo. interesting. Yeah, let's. I would listen to a math show. The only time I'd listen to a math show if I was taking some refresher class or something and needed some math right. skills. Right. right. I know. I know. There's some people out there that just love the numbers. <laughs> That's right. Well, I guess if you had a charismatic host that could present it in a way, right. like a professor that is really good at uh, making math fun. Yeah. You could probably do something with it, but yeah. Well, that's, but in, thought, it's, it is interesting that religion has dropped and you, let's think about why. <clears throat> well, with COVID, uh, everything's been virtual. So maybe they're doing, uh, at least I think it's virtual. I don't know. Maybe they're just doing live streaming, live video streaming of uh, services versus doing podcast. So the focus, because everyone's been out of the church, hasn't been able to go in. Maybe there's not a focus on doing podcasts right now because. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Potentially. They're trying to do it, do it live versus on demand. Yeah. But, you know, religion is still a huge category. It's over, it's over 150,000 shows. So it's, it's still big. But it is interesting. Culture, culture and society. What what would those shows what 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 does that make up of those types of shows? It can be it can be entertainment. Well, there's an entertainment there's an entertainment too, right? ca- there's an entertainment also, category though. Well, that's true, and then it's got to be like psychology. It's got to be like uh, self help oh. type of stuff. I guess health and fitness would kind of live in that world too. But yeah, I think it's more like. Maybe people looking for psychological support and help uh, is comedy's got its own category, so it must be more like psychology podcasts, yeah. ones that are talking about culture from the standpoint of I'm not I'm not sure fashion. Who knows? So here's the categories that have six figures in pro in actual number of pro, uh, programs: arts, business, comedy, culture, and travel, education. Right. Religion. Those are the only categories that break six figures. Right. With the lowest one in six. And there's a huge, I mean, massive. If I look at, uh, let's see, which for me, comedy is the lowest six-figure number. The next one down is like, there's like a 40,000 spread, a health and science is the next over a hundred thousand down to a, a five figure program number. So there's a huge spread. So really where the opportunities are, in my opinion, is true crime, fiction, history. Yeah. Uh, Those are exactly where we're seeing the uptick in um, content creation. Right yeah. Now. That's, that's where the, categories. that's where the opportunity right. is. Right. And there's a huge opportunity for people doing lifestyle and LGBTQ. So again, so it, now here's the thing about us is we don't, Apple doesn't have a LGBTQ category. So Blueberry has a lifestyle and LGBTQ category that is, um, has always been separated and from the norm. So there's probably more LGBTQ and lifestyle programs out there. They're probably intermixed in these other categories. In the culture. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. All right. Potentially. So it says here that the the category that has the most episodes per
per podcast is in the the religion and spirituality oh, category. Of course. Judaism is what it breaks out has the highest number of average episodes per podcast. I know that there's a lot of religious Okay, especially on the on, on the on the Jewish side, I know that a lot of those uh, there's a lot of work being done there, and a lot of those programs are fed into not only uh, Judaism and but Christian, Muslim. A lot of those are being fed into platforms that are in the prison system. Oh, and they're they're matter of fact, we've worked with a company that puts those podcasts into the prison system through a special intake system so yeah. uh, so that they have access to them on on devices and stuff. So I would suspect uh, there's probably a lot of effort by those groups to feed, you know, not only that content there, but other places as well. So, right. so maybe and that's then- why. It could be a factor. Just in general, the the religion and spirituality, um, all categories, um, tends to be very high in the number of episodes per show. Well, they they have right. uh, at least one service a week, and right. some churches have right. two, three Bible study. Of course, they they are going right. to be some content making machines. Machines, right? And then the the next one on the list is sports. That makes baseball. sense. That makes baseball. sense. Baseball as the most episodes on average per podcast. There's more, and, yeah. and the other one is base, uh, basketball. Because in baseball, they're playing two, three games a week. Right. Where football is once a week. And what was the other one in sports? Uh, basketball. Basketball, I think, is on a schedule of a couple of games a week. So right. they're not right. just playing once a week. So it makes sense. that you know, Just logically, it makes sense. And then the overall category of sports, um, you know, all sports ranks pretty high. Yeah, I, uh, I would think like so. in the top three. And then um, obviously news and daily news programs yep. rank pretty high on that. Yep. Uh, sports is another one. Soccer, uh, science, and natural sciences ranks pretty high. Wow, that's interesting. Um, news and politics, I guess that makes sense. Since uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that should be like one category. Yep. Yeah, and you know, religion and spirituality shows up again. News shows up again. Health and fitness, and nutrition and music conversations. Boy, there's uh, a lot of conversation going on in the space about music. My goodness. Yeah, well, there's a lot to to talk about. Um, it looks like business and then sports, kids, family. Health, fitness, education, it falls off. But here's Edu- the funny part, Rob. You've been talking about these high high episode numbers. How come culture and society is not in those high episode numbers? If they have the most number of shows, then they're not putting, producing much content. Right. It It's toward the bottom of the list. Wow. That it, See, that's, it, that's crazy. It's a number one category, but it has the least density. But maybe... Because it is in their content production. Well, maybe because there's so many, it just automatically drives down there. Right. Yeah, I see health and fitness around medicine has more content creation. Hmm. Um, comedy is fairly low. 
maybe that gets back to sporadic publishing. Uh, looks like society and culture around personal journals category. Fiction also tends to be low. Yeah, because of a lot of work. Right. They're doing most of those folks are doing series. They're doing six or seven episodes on a series, and so I, I guess it makes sense yeah. when you think about the totality and how frequently that category is creating content. It makes sense that they would have more episodes. Yeah. Right. Look at my new show twice a week. Right. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. This show yeah. twice a week, bada bing, bada boom. And it's a, it's really kind of news. Right. It grows, yeah. And it grows re reasonably fast. I mean, we're growing faster in our episode numbers than we ever have because yeah. we're doing twice a week. Right. So, anyway. and if you say if you stay on pretty much on track, you can do a hundred episodes a year when you're doing two two a week. Um, yeah. You know, and it's yeah. you know with with. If you missed here and there, it's about an average of about a hundred a year, right? So, so I hope that this this episode this week is has been a little more focused. I mean, I definitely feel like we've been more focused. Oh on yeah, not distracted. What, what we've been presenting and talking about. Hopefully, it has a, has a little more value to people. In this I'm going to call this episode back on track. Back on track. <laughs> back to the usual. Back on track. <laughs> And then we'll yeah. gently, if we do some clubhouse things, I maybe we should just, you know, do a separate thing. Uh, I can't do three shows a week, Rob. I'm already you stretched. Can't? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a company to run and build. Uh, you know, you. you... <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I know, I know. You just, you know, you live, breathe podcasting twenty four hours a day. Sometimes I have to walk away for a little bit. Right. <laughs> Sunday? You want to do it on Sunday? And uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some okay. point, maybe even go back to one show a week. We'll see. But uh, yeah, anyway, play it by ear. Yeah. So I think we probably occupied a people's attention for long enough this week. What yep. do you think? Yeah, I think so, because I'm running out of stuff to talk about. You are? Yeah. Well, I can always find some. So <laughs> I know you can. keep going. <laughs> well, that there in itself, I think you guys are going to be much happier with this episode than you were. Please let us know. I think you probably thought we're crazy for doing what we have done, but uh, I hope you haven't unsubscribed. And if you have and you, you're back because you saw the show title back on track, then please resubscribe. We'll, 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 we'll keep you entertained uh, one way or the other. So newmediashow.com. That's part of the adventure of the show is that I, you know, I think we do want to push the envelope at times and try, yeah, of course. try something new. This whole trend around social audio has got, got a lot of people spun up and asking a lot of questions about what the future of uh, these social platforms are in comparison to podcasting. And, and, uh, and I'm definitely after doing this, I can see it a little clearer now. And after playing around with uh, the Riverside chat thing, I, I can kind of see it's going to be fireside. a bumpy road, or fireside chat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, it it's going to be a bumpy road uh, Good. for podcasting's integration in with these platforms. Well, that means that we're we're good. We're safe. That is not we're it's not the big well, it's not the I big am, disruptor. I am concerned about people's time though. If if they're listening to clubhouse sessions, are that's maybe taking them away from listening to podcasts, though. Rob, so is it going to all the Android the users? Listening? All the Android users can't listen to clubhouse sessions because they're not going to have a 
Clubhouse app or Android app ready until the summer. So, well, I heard it's coming in May. So that's just okay. like next month. We'll hold, hold, so. we'll hold our breath. Yeah. Okay. Todd at blueberry.com, B L U B R R Y.com is my email address at Geek News on Twitter. Uh, I can be reached uh, at Rob Greenlee on Twitter as well. You can send me an email if you want to, robg at lipson.com. Happy to hear from you and we can talk. And if you have any little tips you want to share with us, uh, we're all ears. Don't just send them all to James. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> send us your little tidbits and secrets. We, you know, we're very good at covering sources, especially if you've got something super juicy to share. Right. Yeah. Right. We, we haven't had no juicy stuff lately. No secrets that, uh, you know, we've had NDA stuff, but that doesn't count. Right. But right. uh, anyway, I think I'm I think I'm out from under all my NDAs at the moment, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, well, yeah, you can talk about anything you want to. Yeah. And I am going to meet with uh, I do have a personal meeting set up with uh, Lindsay uh, over at Pandora. I'm going to talk to him about what's going on. Maybe I can talk him to coming on the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the new media show today. We're back on track and uh, we'll be back with you Wednesday, 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 Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 12, excuse me, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Eastern. p.m. Yeah. Pacific. But uh, anyway, everybody take care. We'll see you, see you next time. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye.